over it now. But uh, <laughs> I have uh, Bill called me at eight o'clock this morning. He actually called me this time, not Shania. But uh, I got my thought yesterday and end up staying at the shop all day today and had plenty of time to read and study and argue with the Lord about where to go. And uh, this is what I got. So y'all just going to have to deal with it, I reckon. But uh do pray. Uh, Saturday is Church Fellowship Day. Sunday I'll be at Camp Zion. And then we're doing, I don't know how many of y'all know, we are doing a turkey drive. The, the church is doing a turkey drive. Uh, and I'm going to be here Sunday. And I want to give y'all a little bit of a heads up because, I mean, it's going to be here. We're doing it uh, 17th, November 17th, I think it was, or 19th. Uh, yeah, the 19th. Uh, we're trying to take up donations and just going to try and do something for the community from Mount Vernon. Uh, just try and reach out. Uh, a lot of loss. A lot of people dying. And they don't think anybody loves them. So just uh, us as a church is going to try and reach out to the community and hand out some boxes for Thanksgiving and try and tell somebody about Jesus. So I'll uh, pray for that. And. Uh, Hopefully someone will be touched to it, but uh, uh, I'm not going to be here, so I wanted to tell you all that. But we're going to start at Colossians 3. Uh, my title is What's More Important? So, there you go. Don't think I'm, uh, I'll still a little quote from Lee, don't think I'm struggling. I just don't want to offend nobody. Uh, I'm not not set out to do that. I'm not set out to step on toes or make anybody <coughs> aggravated or think I'm picking any one particular person or people out. It's just what I got. So if it offends you, you want to, that's between you and the Lord. So, uh, I've not, uh, not set out to pick on anybody or set out to put anybody down because we've all failed we've all come short and that's bible uh we'll go ahead and start reading i'm putting i'm stalling in case y'all can't tell but we're gonna start reading it says if ye then be risen with christ seek those things which are above where christ sitteth on the right hand of god set your affection on things above not on things on the earth for ye are dead and your life is hid with christ in god when christ who is our life shall appear then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil consupience, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Um, you know, we, we need to have Jesus on our mind at all times. Uh, we need to have our affection set on things above. It's real easy to get our thing, our thoughts and and get tied up in the world and get confused and you know uh talking about jerry you know having a mass on his brain uh he was the one that led me to the lord and that was on a saturday it wasn't on a sunday right. it wasn't on a wednesday yeah. i believe he had something in particular on his mind he had jesus on his mind to try and reach out and ask me have you ever been saved right. that's how it and then he said has the lord ever dealt with your heart and i had to tell him yeah and he said what'd you say so i told him no and that was the exact way our conversation went. And he 
he said, why why'd you say no, you reckon? I said, I don't really know, just wasn't ready. And he kind of caught me off guard. He said, well, are you ready now? <laughs> I said, well, yeah. And then we pulled over right up there at Piper's Gap parking lot, Phelps Brothers Garage. Got right, that, got right out in the gravel parking lot and prayed right there because he had Jesus on his mind. We was cutting lumber, we was stacking wood, but he still had Jesus on his mind. He wasn't too worried about what we was doing to let me slip off and die and go to hell. He had Jesus on his mind. He had my heart my soul on his mind. Even though we was in the world, we was doing things, we was working, doing other things, he still had Jesus on his mind. Uh, we get way too confused and way too caught up with the world and just let people go. Don't ask them if they've ever been saved. Don't ask them if the Lord's ever dealt with their heart. Just let them slip on by and wade right on from hell because we don't have Jesus on our mind all the time. And I know it's hard to do, but not really. If we really pray and seek God and try and seek his face, I believe he'll be there. It ain't going to be that hard to have Jesus on our mind if we're seeking, if we're looking for him. If we're looking for him, he's going to be on our mind. We're trying to do His will. He's going to be on our mind. We need to have, we need to quit worrying about the world so much and set our affections on things above. Hey, I ain't but 25. I'm sure Bill's looking forward to heaven a whole lot more than I am. Got a bum hip, can't talk, had surgery on his other hip, had a heart attack. I'm sure he's looking forward to heaven a whole lot more than I am. But my affections still need to be set on things above. I need to worry, be worried about heaven and my father's business more than my business, what I got going on. Uh, Luke 22. Start in verse 34. Uh, that's wrong, I'm sorry. 21:34. It's just a page over, y'all be alright. It says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that, and so that, that, let's just start over. And take heed to yourselves, lest any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that they come upon you unawares. For as a snare, it, as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Uh, you know, the, the, that's kind of going along with the same thing. We get too caught up with the cares of this life. You know, we, we, we think too much about ourselves and get too caught up in the cares of our life and what, what, we, go, what we have going on instead of, we got church Sunday. I wonder if somebody's going to get saved. Hey, I, I got lost people I work with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I got Jesus on my mind all the time and what he wants me to do on my mind all the time. I'm, am I too busy worried about my job and well, I need a house, I need a vehicle, and I need all this other junk, or do I need them to get saved so their blood's not on my hands? Do I need them to get saved? Do I care enough to see them saved, or am I too caught up in the cares of my own life? Colossians 2, 4. Give me a little bit of jumping.
says, And I say, Lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Uh, I taught on this a couple years ago, Christmas time. But, uh, we get real caught up in the traditions of men. Um, and before I get a hold of myself, go to Romans 12. As I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Um, we get caught up in the traditions of men. Uh, we got work, we got ball, we got school, we got, we got all these things that we would much rather do than come to church. Uh, we get caught up in the traditions of men, and it teaches our children what's more important. That's where my titles come from. Uh, and it's kind of it's kind of a little odd, but you know what's more important to us shines through in our children. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of kind of what my my message is leaning towards is what what are we teaching our children? Uh, actions speak a whole lot louder than words. If we're skipping out on church to go do what we want to do, then that's what's more important. Right. Say whatever you want to say, but if we're skipping out on church to do what we want to do, then we've proven and we've shown what's more important to us. Um, you know, my children, my two little girls, y'all all seen them, y'all love them, y'all think they're the greatest thing ever. But if I don't teach them now that church is the most important thing, that Jesus is the most important thing, that Jesus is the only reason why we've got anything we've got, he's the only reason you're alive, he's the only reason that we've got anything. Amen. If I don't teach them now, then later on down the road, well, it don't matter if I skip on church, it'd be all right. Well, well, Daddy used to. Well, Papa wasn't there last Wednesday night, I can skip out on Wednesday night if I want to. That brings me to my next point. Proverbs 22, 6. I'm just going to read this one. You ain't got to turn. It says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Uh, now, we've all heard this scripture used, and I ain't trying to change the Bible. It's just the way the Lord laid it on my heart. We've all heard this scripture used. If we train up a child in church and show them the ways of church, and when they get old, they won't, you know, they'll, they'll stay in church. They'll do right. And, you know, if they, if they stray away from a little way, they'll, for a little while, they'll come back. Um, but that don't say train up a child in church and train up a child in the ways of the Lord and it won't depart from it. It says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So whatever way you train your child, that's the way it's going to live. You show your child that church ain't important, that's the way your child will live the rest of his life. You show your child, hey, we can go play ball every once in a while, that ain't no big deal. Hey, we can go over here we got cheerleading, we got 
Let's say we got ball, cheerleading, work, school, all these other things, traditions of men. Well, it's just for a little while. It's just for a season. It's okay for a little while. Then, then whenever you get older, then you can start going to church like you're supposed to. Well, if you start that when they're young, I don't think that's going to carry through, and then they're going to start going to church like they're supposed to. That just don't make very much sense to me. If daddy let me run wild and do whatever I want to do when I was young, then when I get old, I'm probably going to run wild and do whatever I want to do. We've gotten too consumed with trying to be their friend instead of trying to be their parent. And I can say that because mama had a paddle and daddy had a belt. And both of them got used on several different occasions. You know how many times Adeline's got whooped with a paddle? Zero. Well, she's only five. Do y'all think she really understands the word no? Y'all seen her? Y'all think she understands what the word no means? Well, I wonder why. Somebody slacked up somewhere. You know why the world looks the way it does now? Because we ain't been training up our children the way they should go. We've been wanting to do what we want to do and thinking, well, it's all right if we lay back a little bit, you know. And that's happened generation over generation over generation over generation. Now here we sit and thinking, well, Lord, what in the world's happened? And we've left them way back yonder and think, well, it's all right if we skip out of church a little bit. And here we are in the world just in turmoil and we're all so tore up about it and think, well, what happened? It started at home. It didn't start in Washington, D.C. It didn't start in California. It started at home. Y'all seen Granny go wild and beat all of us with a switch? When's the last time y'all seen somebody just get beaten in church? For acting up or talking or not doing what they're supposed to be doing? Been a hot minute. When's the last time the Lord has beat us? Because we've been doing what we ain't supposed to be doing. And then we'll get so tore up and beat down and think, well, why is all this happening to me? There's consequences for our actions. And when, when we have children, we're all adults. I'm used to teaching the teenage class. I go, we're all adults, and most of us have children. When we don't show them all these empty promises, you do that again, I'm going to bust your hind end, and then we don't. All these empty promises and empty threats, teaching them that there is no consequence for their actions. So then they get older. And you tell them, if you don't live right, you're going to die and go to hell. If you don't do right, you're going to die and go to hell. Preacher, preach the truth to them every Sunday and every Wednesday. If you don't do right, sin is sin. If you don't do right, you're going to die and go to hell. And I think, well, probably not really. Because their whole life they ain't had no consequences. And we try and tell them the truth, or we try and tell a lost man, hey, if you don't do right, you're going to die and go to hell. And I think, well, probably not. Not really. Daddy used to tell me he'd whoop the fire to me if I did something, and he didn't, so... Why should I think any different now? Man, y'all love that. <laughs> Proverbs 23, 12. I knew you wouldn't, so don't feel bad. It's all right. You don't bother me, a little, not even a little bit. Glad you're back. <laughs> Proverbs 23:12 says, "Apply thine heart unto instruction, and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Withhold not correction from the child. Hmm. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die." Y'all know what the wages of sin is? 
You reckon when we don't tell them the right ways to live when they grow up and then they go out here and sin a little bit, you think, oh, everything will be all right? Just pat, keep patting them on the back, see what happens. We are the only defense. If we're Christian parents, we are the only defense they've got between heaven and hell. We're the only defense they've got against the devil, and we're just going to let them ride. Oh, well, it's just for a season. We like going to play, and then, you know, we'll just skip out on Wednesday nights because, well, they got a pretty late bedtime. they got to get up and go to school Thursday mornings and Wes. Sunday school is just pretty hard because that's early for a young, and they got to stay in church all day long. And man, that's just pretty tough. I'd rather be pretty tough now than them die and go to hell. Amen. Don't you, I mean it's this life is just a vapor, nothing. How many of y'all remember being sixteen? Feel like it wasn't that long ago. I mean, don't it feel like this thing's just flying by? Y'all gonna laugh, but I just turned twenty-five. Feel like two weeks ago I was still in high school. I mean, it's just. It's insane how fast it's going by. And we just think, well, it's okay. It's just a season. Let, let them play. Let them be kids. Let them be young. It's all good. And I wonder why they grew up to be hellions. I wonder why they grew up and go out and piddle in sin and go and do these things and think, well, what's happened? We ain't taught them the right ways. We've spared the rod. We've gotten, gotten slack on our children. We're the only defense they've got between death and hell and destruction and, well, I know I beat you. I know you're probably mad at me. I know I've corrected you. And I probably ain't your friend, but I've taught you the right way. Yep. How many of y'all ever got whooped? Do y'all still love your parents? I mean, it cracks me up because Shania, I ain't talking about her because she's back here. She'll get so tore up when I got a whoop, either Adeline or Ella one. She'll get so tore up because I got to whoop them. It kills her. But then five minutes later, they'll come running up wanting to play. Yeah. Right. The Lord ever whooped you? Yeah. Don't you still love him? Yeah. And he still provided for you? Yeah. Took care of you? So why would we not train up our children the same way? Why would we just let them go and do what they want to do? Why do we not correct them and try and keep them in the house of God as much as we possibly can? It's a serious thing. Who else is going to tell your kids about Jesus besides you? How many of y'all got started doing little things and little sins and just kind of getting a little bit away because of the friends you hung out with? Because of the group of people that you, you, you hung around with at school or they introduced a little something to you or tell you a little something that got you curious and then, well, next thing you knew, you was caught up in sin. I know I can't be the only one that happened to. So parents, if your kids got some shady friends, best get rid of them. It's going to hurt your feelings. That's fine. A whole lot rather hurt your feelings and get away from, from shady friends and still go down the right path than, well, I don't really want to be mad at them. Let them go on down that path. Shania's got a cousin. Got caught up with some friend, great girl. Great girl. Don't, I mean, I ain't with her all the time, but she's a great girl. Got caught up with the wrong crowd. Got caught up with the wrong friends. Next thing you know, she's doing drugs, smoking, running around with friends, calling social services on her mama, claiming they're beating her. All because she got caught up with the wrong group of friends. And now she's up at Oak Hill Academy, and they sent out a report card and talked about how great she was and how she's a positive influence and just how everything's changed and turned around. 
Ain't it important to keep our kids where they're supposed to be? Don't you reckon it's important for us to teach them and show them the right way and not just, well, it's all right. We can just ease up on them a little bit. I want my youngest to have better than what I had. And I just don't want them to have to get whooped all the time and all this other junk. If some of these old saints of God that were still here could see the way some of our kids act, mine included, they'd probably whoop them for us. This is sacred ground. We are sacred people, and we just let our kids do whatever they want to do, me included. I've had a chew on this all day, and I ain't just throwing it out there at y'all. Am I telling my youngins enough about the love of Jesus? Am I just, well, traditions of men, we'll go ahead and do Halloween, we'll, we'll do all this other junk that the world's doing, and, and you know, we'll, we'll take part in it because that's just traditions of men, that's the way things always been. But we're going to teach them when they're young that it's okay to be different. You don't have to fit in. You don't have to look like the world. You don't have to do what they're doing. You can be different, and it's okay. You might not fit in. They ain't going to like you, but it's okay. You ain't always going to be liked. You ain't always going to fit in. Hey, people's going to tell you no. People's going to reject you. That's part of life. But it's okay. I'd a whole lot rather my kid be a loner and have to sit at the cafeteria lunch table by themselves for a whole life and never get caught up in sin and stay, stay away from the wrong crowd and stay in church and stay in the Lord like they're supposed to. We ain't always going to be liked. Our kids ain't always going to be liked. And that's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. They hated Jesus long before they ever hated us. Why do we expect things to be any different? It's important. How close was, were we from being just tossed into hell? But our parents taught us the right way. Our parents showed us. And we slack up on it. And like, well, it's all right. Times are changing. It's 2022. Things are just different now. Think about it now. The schools are trying to bring up the kids. They took away the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, going out raising the flag, and they taught the morals and stuff in school, which they don't get now. Uh, but there's some school districts where uh, they turned down the math courses just because they had CRT. You know, we, uh, we look at the world and you see people identifying as whatever they want to identify as. Boys being girls, girls being boys. You can be animals now. You can identify as whatever you want to identify as. If you identify as a Christian, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are, uh, no, you can't do that here. <laughs> Don't that prove that we're right? Amen. Don't that prove, it? well, if that's the only thing they'll reject, then there must be something right about it. That's the only thing that the world rejects, and uh, that's probably something good there. And you look at all this junk, and we th talk about how awful it is and how horrible it is, and we just let our kids wade right off into it. Tell it. Tell you know, it. The only thing I can think of is Jeffrey. Uh, <laughs> and I love Jeffrey to death. And I ain't picking on you. He'll follow Peyton around like this right here. He's, he'll watch her. <laughs> Run around like he's chasing chickens after Peyton. 
but it's because he loves her. He don't want her to get hurt. He don't want nothing to happen to her. Hmm. I wonder how many of us are like that with our kids. Or might do that when they're real, real little, and then when they get a little bit older, I just let them run wild. That'd be all right. And then they get a broken arm down there in the basement by themselves. <laughs> Six adults upstairs and two kids downstairs, and one of them comes up with a broken arm. Wasn't nobody watching them. Wasn't nobody down there to take care of them. Wasn't nobody t- down there telling them, hey, don't do that. You'll get hurt. Yeah, should have had a Jeffrey at my house. <laughs> Nobody was down there saying, hey, don't do that. Don't go this way. There's pain. There's hurt. You'll be in trouble. Don't do that. Don't go this way. So we might do that for a little while, and then our kids get on up there about 10, 11, 12. Say, ah, well, they get a little bit older. Maybe we just need to let them live their life and do what they're supposed to do. And just, I don't know, it's just hard being a parent. No, we need to be like Jeffrey. No, don't go that way. No, don't do this. There's hurt, there's death, there's hell this way. Don't go there. Don't do that. Let me train you. Let me show you. Because verse 14 right here says, Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. Ain't that just about as simple as it gets? Go the right way. Do the right things. Don't do that. Don't go this way. Yeah, they're going to get aggravated at you, but five minutes later they'll love you and hug on you. It's so much more important for us to tell them, act like Jeffrey. But about the Lord, not just because Peyton, for what Peyton's well-being. But Jeffrey was like that over Peyton's soul, too. I seen him labor. I seen him pray. I seen him do things over Peyton getting saved because he didn't want to see her die and go to hell. That's his baby. That's his daughter. Ain't it important to train them? Who else is going to tell them, hey, don't, don't go this way? They're going to say, yeah, come on. We got a good time over here. Just, just a little bit ain't going to hurt you. How many of y'all ever heard that? Just a little bit ain't going to hurt you. It's okay. Mom and dad ain't going to find out. It's okay. Just come on. Heard that plenty of times. But if in the back of their mind they hear mom and daddy saying, don't go that way. I promise. I've been there. Done it. Don't go that way. Don't do this. And they turn away from it and go the other way. Instead of falling into the trap because we thought, oh, well. We'll just be their friend for a little bit and let them do what they want to do. It's just important for them to make friends at school and important for them to have fun at school. Important for, important for them to get saved. Amen. It's important for them to know Jesus, to know that it's okay. You ain't always going to fit in. Things ain't always going to go your way. But mom and daddy still love you. Mom and daddy want what's best for you. Follow them around like Jeffrey. Don't let them go the wrong way. Don't give them a chance. Don't give them an opportunity. Because if they do, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to take it. I did. First opportunity I got, I took it. First opportunity I got to sneak away from home and say, well, yeah, I'm going to spend the night at this friend's house and really end up at a party. I did. And I got there and I thought, well, darn. I would not be here. And they say, well, just drink one, it'll be all right. In the back of my mind, I thought, as soon as I walk in that door, Daddy's going to smell it and he'll kill me. Every time, that's what went through my mind. If I drink that, Daddy's going to smell it. 
he's going to kill me. Because that was instilled in me as a small child. Hey, this is the way daddy went. Don't do this. Hey, this is what I did. Look at my life. Don't do this. Y'all have seen him? Y'all hear him? He's crazy. <laughs> I had to get amen somehow. He was a good example on, hey, don't do this. Don't go this way. Don't do what I did. Here's my life. Here's what it looks like now. Don't do the same things I did. And I knew if I'd messed up and I started drinking and doing drugs and going home high, that daddy would kill me. I knew he would. Because there wasn't no empty threats. There wasn't no empty promises. There wasn't no, if you do that, I'm going to bust your hind end and then just let go of it. Is if you go this way and you do what I've told you not to do, I'm going to bust your hind end. That's exactly what happened. And the Lord has told us time and time and time over again, this is sin, don't go this way, and we expect just to float on through and do what we want to do and get by with it. To know to do good, do it not, to him it is sin. It's one of my favorite verses, because we can all try and put out, well, we don't cuss, we don't drink, we don't, you know, we don't covet after anything, we don't lust after anything. You know, we, we got all the big ones covered. But to know to do good and do it not, to him it is sin. That's pretty cut and dry. To know you're supposed to train up a child in the way it should go, and not just Scripture. Not I mean, that's Scripture. But the Lord kind of revealed it to me. You know, you train up a child, that's the way it's going to go. Not train up a child in church and it won't depart from it. Whatever way you train it when it's young, that's the way it's going to stay. However we take care of it, that's how it's going to be. If we beat it and try and teach it, hey, there's consequences for your actions. Things that's going to happen if you go the way that I told you not to go. You'd be like Jeffrey, little hen, with wings out, just running around after that little thing, keeping it covered, keeping it sheltered. If we don't, what do you reckon is going to happen? Uh. If we don't teach them, if we don't protect them, and if we don't shelter them, and we don't show them the right ways, who's going to? Larry, whoever, who told you about the Lord? Who told me about the Lord? Mm-hmm. You grew up in church. How'd your life turn out? I ain't just calling out Larry. I just know his testimony, so I know what he's gonna say. Uh, what do you reckon would be different if Larry's parents would have been in church and told Larry and try to train him up, keep him in church? Was you in church growing up? Yeah, you. I know. Say it a little bit louder. Six year old. Smoking marijuana. You reckon his mom and daddy ever told him about the Lord when he was growing up? Why do we leave it up to chance? 
These are our children, our church family, people we love, family. And we just leave it up to chance. Yeah, well, it'll be all right. People dying and going to hell because we don't want to offend nobody. We don't want to talk to them. Well, I like for them to be my friend. I like for them to like me. That's all of us. I don't like confrontation. I don't like people not liking me. I don't like people getting mad at me. I don't like it not even a little bit. But there comes a point in time where my feelings don't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is whether they're lost or whether they're saved. The only thing that matters is that we got Jesus on our mind continually and we figure out what's more important to us. Whether it be the cares of this world, traditions of men, or what Jesus has told us to do. Ain't nobody else going to take care of our children for us. Ain't nobody nobody else going to tell them about Jesus. Ain't nobody else going to tell your brother about Jesus. Or Andy. Who else is going to tell them but us? You reckon the world's telling them about Jesus? Tell them how good he is. Tell them how how he can change your life and just turn everything around for you. Or you reckon it's just a big old party where everything we can do whatever we want to do and ain't no consequences for anything. Everything's just floating right on through. Who's going to tell them if we don't? Ain't we got lost family and friends? Two people do, okay. Ain't nobody got lost family and friends? Why do we leave it up to chance? Who else is going to tell them? What's more important to us? The fact that they like us or where their soul stands? Jerry cared where mine stood. April the 16th, 2011. What about me? Have I cared where my co-worker's soul stands? Or just try and get out of there, stay away from everybody because I don't like people and get on back home too caught up in the tradition of 7.30 to 4.30 not well I got a whole day to talk to somebody about the Lord got a whole day to go find somebody to talk to and say have you ever been saved I remember Butch talking about how Daryl first time he went to Alabama real timid I know y'all see Noah in the same way what was the first thing he said you know the Lord. That's all it said. How easy it is to just ask somebody. How easy it is just to say, you ever been saved? You know the Lord? Has he ever dealt with your heart? And we just let it roll on by. Not just our kids, but our family, people we work with, people we see. And they just rolling right off into hell. You ain't got to tell me what's more important. I can see it. We all see it. We can tell what's more important. Cares of the world. The way we stand with people. People like us or not. Well, this is what's making me popular right now, so I'll just roll with it for a little while, then I'll get back in church later. What's more important to you? That's my question. And that's all I got. Y'all are lucky. I'm done. I tell y'all really enjoyed it.
We need to figure out what's more important to us. The devil's doing his job. It's time we start doing ours. You know why the world looks the way it does? Because we've just quit. I've said it before. It ain't so much that the devil's just real good at his job. We just quit doing ours. We just let it roll on by. Got slack and content and just feel like it's good enough. What's more important to us? Hey, I, I want to see some more people get saved. Are we just going to sit here and be content and just let Mount Vernon die? We're going to see some more people get saved and let this thing keep on rolling. A lot of y'all's old. Y'all ain't going to be here forever. <laughs> Bill's 81 year old. It's still just a kicking. Talking about being an inspiration to somebody earlier. He's been an inspiration. Several others have been inspirations to me. Been here, no matter what. And that's just the least of our duties. Being at church. I read that to you a minute ago. We need to find out what's more important to us and cling on to it. Teach our children. Show them the right way. Tell people about Jesus. What would we have if it wasn't for him? What would we have if he wouldn't have stepped in? How many times have you heard Terry's testimony? What would you have? I'd be dead in hell on the floor, Rick. How many of us? Same exact situation. You know, I've, I've told my testimony a couple times in the teenage class. You know, I've I never done any drugs, never done any alcohol, but I still lost. And TJ gave his testimony. So, you know, the sad part is, I thought I was getting by, but I was only about two or three decisions away from being in his exact shoes. Yep. Them saying, I'll just drink one, it'll be all right if I'd have done that, it'd been a slippery slope from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, about two or, three diff- two or three decisions from being exactly in TJ's shoes. Yep. Speak little. 